deepening understanding. To lead in education means to seek continually to deepen understanding and wisdom, extend knowledge and develop professionally. Education is long-term, requiring sustained commitment and endurance. Fuller flourishing of children, of staff, of the school community and its wider environment is always possible. And leaders can inspire and enable the improvements that can help achieve this. Leaders passionately pursue the best and broadest outcomes for their children, removing barriers, empowering teams, and celebrating the success of others. The leader's pursuit of wisdom is a commitment to a lifetime of learning, personal development, and engagement as deeply as possible in each area of their work. It is a necessarily continuous process of formation. It characterizes us as leaders and evidences our orientation to God, one another, and ourselves. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is not a scary or intimidated fear, but rather a reverence, humility, and awe which retains the posture of learning despite job title or accolade. And such an attitude to God can help put our other fears and anxieties into perspective, for perfect love casts out all fear. Leaders who seek this deepening are building their house on rock, not on sand, in contrast to the shorter-term pursuit of effectiveness and improvement. The Bible shows us characters in learning and discipleship, growing through their errors and experience and seeking to trust God in the challenge. Often they don't get it and can't see the purpose, but yet grow through the challenge, deepening and refining their understanding of God, themselves and leadership through it all. The character formation and leadership of Moses or Joseph through their political struggles, or David through his personal and military activities, shows us a God who is at work in our most testing times, refining and reshaping us. The stories are full of probing questions and long-standing doubts. Job, when tested, is pointed to the elusive mystery of God and shows us that deepening understanding is based on deeper questioning. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above, what can you do? They are deeper than the depths below. What can you know? Deepening understanding is not all down to leaders simply working harder. It is first of all about openness to listen and receive. God is at work in the wilderness situations and testing problems. To silence the doubt or mute the question is to cut off the road to one's own development and flourishing. Leadership is a process of continual learning and formation. The early team of disciples learned through experience, by committing together, eating and discussing together, experimenting, failing, correcting, restarting, disappointing and celebrating. Though they would go on to lead the early church, they stumbled and tripped numerous times. Yet their teacher was faithful and patient as their understanding deepened. Leaders create the culture of a learning community in their staff which in turns models this to their pupils. Well, 
welcome to this week's edition of Called, Connected, Committed. We are very excited to welcome Bishop Paul Butler, Bishop of Durham, my favourite city of the whole UK to the podcast. Welcome, Paul. It's nice to be here, Andy. Thank you so much for reading that text to us. Paul, I wonder if, um, as lead Bishop for Education with responsibility for overseeing all of this work nationally, you know, what kind of jumps out for you from that passage as a leader yourself about deepening understanding? Uh, so one of the phrases that, that struck me uh, in reading it afresh was, uh, it's not all down to leaders simply working harder. I, huh. I, I'm certainly guilty from time to time of thinking that, oh, if only I just did a bit more, or if only I did it a bit, a bit harder. And, and often, of course, that means I, I'm, I'm just working harder in an old pattern, which is not going to be helpful. Um, so um, that particularly struck me about that the, um, if we just think that working harder is the answer, then that really is um, not going to work at all. Uh, so the, the need to stop, to reflect, to listen, to be open to criticism and critique uh, is really important. And how, and how do you think, um, I mean, I, I'm sure in your role, your diary is fairly busy, you know, there's plenty Very busy. In, 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 you know, for, for, for most people listening to this in their schools, you know, the huge challenges on top. How, how can we make space for doing that, both for ourselves, but also for the teams that we're leading? Um, so for me, um, you know, making space to pray is really important. Um, uh, I, I find, you know, the, near the beginning of the day, now I'm not, a, I'm not a great really early morning person. Um, <laughs> so when I say first thing in the morning, I don't mean 5am. Um, uh, it's a bit later than that, but, but creating that space for, for prayer, for reading, reading scripture and reflecting on it. Um, I, I take, uh, quiet days quite regularly um uh, and but i also it's not just about me on my own it's it's what i do with my team um you know i have a leadership team uh, and we go away residentially twice a year um uh but we also try to build time in when we meet that is not business it's um well for us it's time to pray and worship it's also time to eat together and to catch up with one another so that we are relating to each other as human beings not simply co-professionals um, uh, and to not make time is counterproductive mm. Mm. so yes it's hard because the demands are immense but actually I've learned over the years that um, just keep on driving 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 uh, doesn't lead to the best results and, and that actually taking time out, putting time aside to reflect, to ask those questions actually does make me more effective and us more effective in the long term. Yeah, and, and, and actually in this particular season that we're in at the moment, yeah, when there is so much it feels to be done um, and so many changing things to be done, you know, we're all engaged in in many cases, new reforming of role and, and, and oh, absolutely. I mean, how the, 
how have you seen um, kind of God at work in the more challenging times, for, you know, in your own leadership? You know, have, have there been moments where actually through darker times, you've actually, your understanding has perhaps grown more than in, 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 in the easier times, I guess? Uh, uh, that's been true, not just in this period, but, but long term. I mean, often when it, hindsight is a wonderful thing for leaders as for, as for everyone else. And often it, when you look back, you think, actually, that's where I learned most. It was when it was toughest. If I go, you know, I was a parish priest. That's a long time ago um, uh, in East London. And we had some really tough stuff. You know, a member of the congregation being murdered and that that's never been resolved. We had a couple of arson attacks, which left the church in a, a right old state and all, all kinds of things. Like that. And, but actually that's when you, uh, partly I think it's, you get thrown on God at those points in a way that when things are going smoothly, we start relying entirely on our own strength, on our own wisdom and on probably following the same patterns that have gone before. When difficulties arise, um, you realize you, you don't have the answers. Um, so another bit that really struck me actually re rereading these, these words was the, the need for humility, that, that the fear of the Lord is about humility and reverence and awe. Um, mm. and the need to, to, to actually say, you know, I really don't know. Um, and we've had to say that over these last few weeks as a team to each other, goodness, no idea. What so we've got to work on this together. And, um, also we've, we've found ourselves saying, and we mustn't fall into the trap of thinking all the answers sit in this room, in this team, mm. where, where else is their wisdom? Who else is working with these issues? What might insights they might they have had? Where's the voice of the child or the young person coming in? You know, I think about schools and colleges. It might well be that sometimes a child comes up with the answer and the head teacher and the staff are going to have to sit back and say, goodness me, why didn't any of us think about that? And how do we hear that voice? So you know, that's the place of school councils and all sorts of things. So yeah, that, that, um, it is through the tough times that we grow most, although it doesn't always feel like it when we're going through it. Absolutely, and it, and it, and it also feels like sometimes the, sometimes the Christian faith can appear to be presented as, as a kind of answer to our mm. problems or a crutch or a, it, you know, whereas actually, um, certainly in, thinking just really broad brushstrokes about the biblical narrative. I mean, for pretty much everyone in the text, their greatest learning or their deepening of understanding happens through their mistakes and their poor decision-making and the crisis. Yeah. There's, yeah. Almost, there's almost nobody who has an easy run of it. No, absolutely. And, and of course, also um, those, some of the, so, so Moses, uh, Joseph, David uh, were cited in the read. Um, and I, I remind myself that they made some of their worst mistakes later on when they should have known better. Right. So um, just because I've been a leader for a long time, uh, just because I've been a successful leader, it does not mean I am not open to making real foul ups. Um, so uh, that's one of the places for the humility. Um, Pride comes before a fall. It's not a particularly 
single statement, it, but it's a, it's it's a it's a very helpful reminder that actually, no, uh, you may think you know the answer to this just because of your experience. Um, just stay humble and recognise it, it may not be the same. Um, there's a there's um, there's one instance with David where uh, it, where he goes one route on one occasion, and the text makes it very clear that he's clearly tempted to to follow exactly the same. And God steps in and says, "Don't. You're going to do it differently this time." Right. Um, so so the wise leader does not always assume that just because I've done it this way before that will work on this occasion. There might be a need for rethinking. And of course, this this current setting is certainly making us all think differently yeah absolutely absolutely that's 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 really encouraging because i think oftentimes we can feel you know whatever wherever we are on our own faith journey um leading in leading in whichever context we can kind of feel like there's a there's a there's a kind of bar that we've got to there's a standard that we've got to be this kind of super leader that makes no mistakes and if we do then you know the whole team will collapse and we're in a system that judges us very yeah. individually and all, all of that stuff. Whereas actually the, the, you know, the Christian narrative says, you know, let, let's not, um, you know, let's go for the best, let's seek excellence and let's pursue that with all our beings. But let's also recognize that this is a long-term gain, get game and that deepening understanding is not just going on a course next Thursday to learn everything and no. sort it out kind of thing. So, no, I, I think you're right. And um, the, the whole mistakes business, I, when I moved on from one, one post and people were saying things about what I'd, I'd done. One of the, one of the nicest things that anyone's ever said to me was what we're going to remember you for, Paul, is your willingness to let us make mistakes. Wow. And, um, that uh, I think was, I thought uh, that, yeah, I've achieved something here. If you've sensed that there's a, an openness to experiment, to try things, to know that some won't succeed, that was a culture that we'd tried to, I tried to create. Um, and, and I think one of the, one of the hardest lessons for me, and I, I still have to remind myself regularly of this is I do make mistakes. I need to hold my hands up when I have. Uh, uh, and there's a tendency for those of us in leadership positions to think that people will think less of us if we admit we've made a mistake. When actually the reality is that if we're prepared to hold our hands up and say, you know, actually I made a mistake there, I'm sorry. Um, uh, let's learn from it. Uh, that actually you rise in people's estimation, you don't diminish. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely, it's great. This um, this week we've had the excitement of launching a new campaign, Faith at Home. Yeah. Uh, you and I hosted a webinar yesterday with four hundred people from across the country, which is very exciting. And um, tell us a little bit about Faith at Home, how schools can get involved, what's coming up, um, because yeah. I think it'd be really useful to. To, to hear your views on it. Well, it was, I mean, it was hugely exciting yesterday to have that, 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 the large number of people from uh, kind of all ages, from school, from church, from diocese. <clears throat> and it was, it was fabulous. Um, Faith at Home really is about saying, 
that 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 home is right now the center of life because it's where where we're all confined to um, so it's where uh, faith has to happen it's where schooling is happening it's where church is happening um, so the, the vision behind growing faith was always how do we bring church school and home together as the places in which faith grows and develops and matures where children and young people's faith grows but where they are enabling adults to grow in faith as well so the, the, the real sense of the people of God of all ages together growing together so faith at home is saying here's an amazing opportunity to actually um, work at how does this work out so for schools right now to to feed to, to have thinking about um, alongside how maths and English and everything else is being taught at home through online stuff. Um, how also is, are we helping children um, grow as human beings? How are they exploring faith? How are they expressing prayer and worship? Um, and so loads and loads of ideas about how that might, might happen. Um, but we don't see faith at home as being just about the, the crisis period. It's actually saying, um, really, faith at home is is core to how we as the people of God, because church at the end of the day is the people of God, it's not the building. Um, how do we do church? How do we help school be part and parcel of um, the, the whole development of the, of the child um, in a way that we've never had, that we've not really been doing so well? So that's the vision that we set uh, a journey that will run way beyond this uh, current crisis. Um, and it's gonna have to run through this crisis anyway, because it, it's gonna go on for quite a long time yet. There's not gonna, we're not gonna be able to return to the same patterns for at least a year or two, um, mm -hmm. it might be even longer. So that's what, that's what Faith at Home's about. And, the, and it's a fantastic range of partners come on board to share in it. Um, and I, I really hope that actually, you know, colleges of further ed, universities and so on will also think about how they can join in too. Yeah, absolutely. And what, one of the things that um, I've been asked a little bit about it, which, which is quite a provocative question, um, is, um, you know, not everyone in our school has a Christian faith. Mm. Is just for the Christians? Um, you know, what, what, what can faith at home do in in terms of broadening out i mean what i've noticed among my um where i where i live in nottingham um the sense of community and the sense of actually yeah. working together is staggeringly different than it has ever i mean like last last night we're all out on our street probably doing them I, I would say the most liturgical activity in our nation that has ever been experienced and and people are looking what there's a big spike in google searches for prayer and you know what are the opportunities yeah. you know to for, for 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 this to be for everyone uh, so i i think one of the great things about uh, about church of england schools has been uh, that they've always been for all children and all families they've never just they've never been meant to be about just Christian families. So we're used to running collective worship, doing RE, that um, is about enabling 
all people to explore who they are as people, how they behave with, so, so the kind of core spiritual questions, who am I? Why am I here? Who are we? Why are we here? Where are we, where are we going? Where am I going? Those kind of core questions to being human, that clearly we believe as Christians, uh, find their deepest and fullest answer in God and in Jesus Christ. But they're questions that every single human being asks and has to find a, a response and an answer to um, whether or not they accept the Christian faith. So I, I think Faith at Home is, is about helping people explore those questions for themselves and together in the home. Um, obviously, we're going to frame it in a, in a Christian context because that's where we come from. But we'll, we'll recognize that not everybody will come out of this saying, well, I've become a Christian or you know, people will come out saying, actually, I'm, I, I, I still don't get this Christian faith or I, another faith might, might have attracted in, other way, in different ways. Um, but to have enabled families to have those conversations and thinking and be on that journey together. That's great. Well, for, for those listening, you'd like to find out more about Faith at Home. Um, it's all just been launched. So if you go to churchofengland.org slash faith at home, there's resources on there for schools and for families and for churches. And there are some beautifully made films um, on there that are brilliant to just share with your school community straight off. They're all just thanking people for what um, they're doing and the one thanking um, families for what they're doing at the moment is particularly endearing and um, well worth a share so do head to churchofengland.org slash faith at home to find out more and um, we'll be producing weekly content uh, for primary and secondary schools released every Thursday from the 7th of May onwards um, so do check that out um, Bishop Paul, thank you so much for joining us on today's My pleasure. It's been brilliant. And thanks for all you're doing um, to lead education right across the country and in your own diocese as well. Many thanks. Thank you.